it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Hey everyone, it's Mike from BGN. Before the show starts, I wanted to quickly tell you about a very special new sponsor that we have at the network, Golden Goal Press. Now, I've intentionally been very selective about who we partner with as a network because I never want to advertise for someone that we don't think would benefit you personally. That's why Roughneck Scarves is and continues to be a great sponsor as they've been able to outfit tons of supporters groups and organizations with amazing scarves. Golden Goal Press is unique because after researching tons of companies, we decided that the best way to serve your needs directly is to create a new company that can work directly with you. Golden Gold Press helps you create custom shirts, hats, mugs, flags, literally the list of items can go on and on, and we do it with a unique personal touch that provides you with the best products at a fraction of the cost of other print shops online. So the next time you're looking for one custom item or hundreds, please go check out goldengoldpress.com. As always, we appreciate your support, and now, on with the show. And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Goal Press. Yes, we do have some new sponsors in the mix. My name is Tony. I'm here with David. And no Dave Stevens today. Right. Because uh, he's on assignment. Right, he's off scouting. He's off scouting. Actually, we kind of are, I think we're going to fire him. We might. I made that uh, announcement. I told him in an email, I said... If anyone wants to show up today to do any tryouts for his position, they could do that. Well, you know, we might have someone. Exactly right. Again, my name is Tony Pervenanzi. This is David Sterling. We are here today at, was it Prize? Prize, yeah. Prize Brewing in Minneapolis, uh, right off of West River Road, kind of by the, uh, the old Broadway, uh, down the street from yeah, the yeah. old Broadway, uh, pizza off of Broadway, uh, right by... <laughs> I'm going to say the name of it. I'm not going to say what it is, but they're uh, BJ's. Right, BJ's. BJ's. Giant Drewski will will have stories about that place because we went there once or twice back when we lived in Northeast. Um, Oh, boy. So, yeah, there was uh, some good stories about that. We are drinking. uh, David, what do you have? What did you get? I have the dry stout. Dry stout. I thought with the uh, cool, rainy, slightly almost fall, spring. Crappy day. Uh, yeah, I, I figured a dry stout was a nice way to start everything off. Yeah, I went with the Sabro Double Haze, which is a uh, hazy IPA with tropical fruit. Uh, delicious stuff, as usual. I don't think I've had a bad beer in any brew I've ever been to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I, don't think so. Um, I mean, there's been some beers that I haven't particularly... Haven't been particularly in my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's a taste but, thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but nothing's been bad, and this stout's mm. right there with other dry stouts I've had. It's fantastic. Uh, it's nitro. Um, yeah, it's really good. 
Um, I do want to say that you can find us, of course, on Spotify. You can find us on Spreaker. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn. We are part of the BGN Network. That's BGN.FM. We're also part of the Minnesota Podcast Network. That is PodcastMinn.com. Uh, we do have some special guests with, here with us uh, from the Thunderwall. They are right now playing, what did, what did you call it? Feather, it's called Featherball. Featherball. Feather Bowling, uh, sorry. Feather Bowling. Uh, it's a mix between bocce and curling. curling. Uh, and so you might hear some clanking and clanking, clanking and stuff. And They're going to be with us. They'll be with us in the second yeah. half of the episode to talk about the Thunderwall and uh, the supporters group and how that's going. There have been two home games at Allianz Field now, so I think everything's kind of getting. They're getting everything kind of worked out yeah, a little so. bit. It's been sounding um, pretty good. Yes. So um, before we get into anything, I do want to say uh, it's Saturday. It's ten a.m. Yeah, this is the earliest podcast we've had. No, second earliest. Second earliest, yeah. The other one, this the earliest place, wasn't quite the same. Yeah, the earliest one, no. This place opens at uh, 10 o'clock. They do have uh, food here. They have like a, a pizza, like a, uh, how would I put it? The, the pizza's kind of like gourmet pizza yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's kind of an Italian eatery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got some, they, I looked at a menu, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Um, another thing I wanted to say is, I don't think we've ever done this on this podcast before. I want to thank... Not only our listeners for listening, but I want to thank the people who, you know, you don't hear these people on the podcast, but they make this podcast possible. Uh, David, your wife, you know, lets you yeah. do this, makes it possible for you to do this. Right. You know, my wife makes it possible for me to do this. Uh, and I have to give a shout out to my in-laws and my sister-in-law for watching the girls when my wife is working on these weekends. And my parents for watching the girls when... Uh, my wife's working on his weekends. If it wasn't for all these people in our lives, we wouldn't be able to do this. Definitely. So I, I want to say thank you to them, uh, and they allow us to uh, do this uh, crazy thing we call a podcast every two weeks. Right. And they're uh, for the most part cool with it. I, I think part. so. Most part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the fact that we're going on two trips this year, right? And they were fine with that too. So yeah. Um, we are going to talk about at the end of this podcast. We're going to announce. Where we're going to be in two weeks. Yes. Two weeks from today, we will be having a podcast in another city. Exactly. And we're going to announce where we're going for that. We're going to announce uh, the details, where we're going to be, what it's for, who's going to be with us. You know, we got some friends coming along. We got, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It should be a good time. And, uh, yeah. And we've got all the travel plans set, so we're good to go. Uh, let's get into the game from, was it last was it Saturday night? Uh, you know, it's a blur. It's a blur. It was Friday night. Friday night. It was Toronto FC. Yes, in Toronto. Uh, in Toronto. It was rainy. Rainy, cool day. Yep. Um, went into that game thinking, you know, we should be able to get a point, a point out of this game. Uh, Considering how we had been playing on the road this season. Yeah. I mean, was, now this last year would have been completely different. Yeah. And uh, I think in the beginning of the game, we had... Uh, I think we were up 1 0, weren't we? Yeah. Darwin had had the first goal of the game in the mm-hmm. 17th minute. Mm. Uh, and that goal was, if I remember correctly, that was the one where he headed it over the goalie. Yes. And then kind of soft touched it into the goal. Yes, exactly. It was a typical Darwin Quintero. Type and it, play. It's, it was a typical Darwin Quintero versus Toronto goal. Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, the last. Last game we played them, there was a hat trick of chip shots. Yeah, it was chip shots, yeah. So, I mean, it was it, it was prototypical Darwin. Was it the same goalie? 
I know it wasn't. Different guy. Right? I think it was different. Okay. Pretty sure. But same result. Yeah. I mean, he totally tricked the goalie. Um, who was who uh, got the pass into Darwin? Was that? That was Gregus. Gregus, yeah. yeah. Gregus put the pass into Darwin. Uh, when that came up, I remember I said, oh, God, the goalie's coming out. And then I thought to myself, that's a bad idea against uh, DQ. I mean, oh, yeah, don't yeah. come out of the goal against DQ. Yeah, and, it, you know, I mean, it's it's almost, I think, I mean, obviously I'm not a goalie, but uh, to me I almost feel like that's a situation where you kind of want to let it play out a bit. Yeah, exactly. Because he was getting close to being in a position where he couldn't use his hands. Either. That's right. So, I mean, it was just one of those things that it was, it was probably a mistake on his part, but it was still, I mean, it still took a ton of skill from Darwin to capitalize on that mistake. And he, they also had a defender off to the side. Exactly. So at that point, you kind of go, well, let the defender try to make a move. And if and if push comes to shove, foul Darwin. Right. I mean, then okay, then it's a free kick. You know, right. and again, Darwin's good at free kicks, but at least there is another opportunity for you to stop a goal. Right. You know, and but, it, you know, honestly, that's what I would. Well, you know, it was last defender too, so yeah. I guess a foul could have resulted in a red card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have. So it, yeah, it's that was an interesting situation. Uh, yeah, fantastic for Darwin to be able to mm-hmm. do what he did. Uh, but so yeah, we got up on the board. We're up one nil on the board. Uh, then we get uh, a breakaway score from I'm not going to be able to say his name right. Pozuelo. Pozuelo. Alejandro. Alejandro. Uh, and that goal was spectacular. Yeah, it was. It was a I great mean, goal. Yeah, I don't. You know, like you said, it was a breakaway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he took that right down. He did. And he rifled mm-hmm. a shot. You know, and I saw somebody on Twitter actually complain that that Minone could have done better. I'm like, no one could have done better on. No, that goal. You're not going to. It was. It was perfect. It was a perfect. It was, it was a curling type of shot. Yeah. It was perfectly placed. Yeah, and I mean it's the definition of a Galazza. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's great shot, and of course, two what was it? Two minutes later, wasn't it? Two minutes later, he scores again. Yeah, uh, another uh, top shelf type of deal. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, of course, <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. And so, it w- but with those two goals right there, I was thinking to myself, and we didn't have Opara was out because he had the concussion protocol right, yep. going on, and I'm going to myself. Would he have helped out on those two goals? Would he have done anything? Well, could he have done anything? Could things have been a little different? The entire game, we lacked pressure in the back line. Yeah. And for me, I don't know about the first goal. Mm -hmm. First goal is pretty tough. Yeah. Though he would have been a lot faster than Boxel. So if, you know, I think he could have maybe gotten into a better position. I think I complained on our, on our, in the in instant message, whatever the heck you call it, yeah. uh, conversation back and forth, I had said that I think Boxel could have taken away the inside, yeah, and it forced Pozuelo to uh, take the shot with his left foot, yep. And it, you know, I think Ike would have probably done something like that, mm-hmm. where Boxel didn't. Um, so there's a chance that he could have done something different, uh, been a better been a bigger impact the second goal for sure i mean that was just messy defending it was it was well, poor pressure well yeah. i want to say about the apar thing not only the fact that i think he that at least a second goal he could have done something with it but also the communication between the back line we kind of oh, yeah. saw that ike kind of glues them all together yeah and we'll we'll, we'll talk about that when we start talking about the uh, galaxy game on wednesday Definitely. 
was that with Ike back in there, the back line was more more glued together and, and talked. The communication was better, and there was more pressure, and there was a lot, just a, a lot more energy in the back right. line. Without Ike in there, it was like it was flat. You know, they didn't do the things that we need them to do. You know, yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot of cohesion, and I think some of that might be due to the fact that uh, Brent was in there. Mm-hmm. basically for the first time um, yes. and it, it wasn't really you know the him and Boxel have played plenty together but it's still a new new situation uh, I you know it's there's definitely like like you said we'll talk about it more yeah. with the galaxy so we did we went in the half at is it two one at the half yeah it was two one at the half we ended up scoring in the 57th minute yep so we came out of the half Angelo scored yeah a nice header, header off the top feed from uh, Menner. And uh, so that was great. Yep, off the crossbar, in in for goal. So it was 2-2 two two at that point. And then, uh, what was it? I, Jordan was, Hamilton came on. Yep. And okay. this is kind of a new thing for him because people thought that he would be a starter and then he got relegated to the bench and mm-hmm. now he's trying to embrace his super sub role and uh, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have the – sorry, I – when they started scoring goals again, I was kind of like, well, this is well, yes. Well, so we did have a PK. We right? had a PK, which uh, was a foul Angelo, Angelo got fouled in the box. Yeah. And DQ converted, of course. Yep. Uh, so we, of course, took the 3-2 lead. Yep. But so then Jordan Hamilton came in, scored, uh, mm-hmm. I think he came in in the 76th, 75th minute, scored yep. in the 77th. Uh, I mean, it, we had complete and utter defensive breakdown from mm-hmm. about the 70th minute on. Yeah. I, I mean, it was basically that goal, the PK. Yeah. Shut down our defense. I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's when uh, I stopped making notes because I was getting pissed off. <laughs> yeah, and and so then of course you know Hamilton ended up scoring again two minutes mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just one of those things where it, it, it was reminiscent of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where we gave up a lot of late goals last season and in 2017, and it, it was it was really just deja vu. It was, um, and of course, things melted down even more. Yeah, so we get to the end, towards the end of the game, and you got uh, Gregus with the red card, which I don't agree with. No, he um, was, he. I think it was it was a yellow. Yeah, but the way the whole play worked out, yeah. it just. And now I can't even remember who he fouled anymore. I don't know. He um, was going after the ball, but it was a pretty hard. Yeah, it just yeah. ended up tipping over, and it looked yeah. way harsher. It worked. Yeah. And then after that, we got uh, Kelvo with his red card. Yes. Or was was he holding? He stepped on a guy. I don't even know what he did. I think it was bitching and bitching, complaining. Yeah. And so you know, it's it, it. We should point out that Kelvo had a red card earlier in the season. Yes, he did. Yep. For basically the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Because it was a second yellow for throwing the ball out of the yep. field of play. Uh, you know. So we can talk about him a little bit more so we, in a but little bit, too. We lose the game 4-3. to three. We end up losing 4-3. And so our hopes of either getting either a point are thrown out the window. Yep. And, it, you know, and what's even better is our average for goals is high enough to where we're potentially allowing as many goals yeah, as we did last, last year. Last year, which is terrible. And not many playoff teams allow more than 60 goals. No. No, so, and we're on pace, actually. I think we were on pace after that game to break last year's 
yeah. goal thing. So, yeah. uh, but which you know, I mean, you're going to have games like that. It's, of course, you know, it happens. Let's talk about Cal for a little bit because he is the captain. Yeah. So, my feeling is, and a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on uh, messaging every, everywhere else, social media, were saying, "Well, pull that damn captain's armband off the guy." Exactly. Um, because after Gregus gets a red card. As the captain, I think you're supposed to be kind of the clear-headed one and kind of calm everything down a little bit. I would agree with that. And say, you know, we're still in this game. We're down a man, but we're still a goal back. We can come back. It's it's tough, but we can come back. Right. He goes off and just gets another red card. Yeah, and that's, that's him. Uh, mm-hmm. He's always kind of been that way. And for me, that's not appropriate. Uh, you know, it's not a appropriate uh, actions for a captain. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with everyone that I think he needs to lose the armband. And, you know, I think I've voiced this opinion in the past that I think Calvo gets a little bit of special favor. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the front office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first signings yep. of the team. Big signing. He was the, yeah, he was the, he big, was the big one. Big signing. Mm-hmm. And so to start regressing, pulling him out of his position already, yeah. and now we're talking, you know, does he deserve the armband? You know, you're starting to see things fall apart for him. But, he, you know, the funny thing is he was the leader of the defensive, uh, of back, uh, defensive backs last year. Yes. Okay? And look how bad we were last year. Well, yeah. And I mean, then we bring Opara in, and guess what? Things changed. We got better back there because Calvo was no longer the leader. He was kind of like the second guy. But then Ike is out this last game because of concussion. Calvo's back in that kind of leadership role, and look what happens. Yeah, you know, and it, I think it's interesting because there's always a lot of conversation about how important is a captain really anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think you can see times where – a, the captain actually does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, we'll probably talk about this once we get to the next game. Yeah. Uh, where Ozzy was captain, and, you know, things look different. They did. Uh, you know, some quick quick hits on this game. You know, I thought one thing we need to point out is our recoveries. Mm-hmm. Our recoveries were, in my opinion, off the charts. Yeah. I mean, we were... The defense was pretty a mess. The, you know, we gave up a lot of cheap stuff on offense, but we were able to recover in midfield quite a bit. Yes. And I think that saved us a lot. Mm-hmm. And now what I found really interesting um, was comparison of the left side and the right side. Mm-hmm. So against Toronto, we had we had Schuler in as the inverted winger. Yep. Uh, that was probably due to Miguel being injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It, it's interesting because all our possession went to the right side. Yep. And it, we talk about this all the time. Romain is our man of the match. He's our guy. All, you know, practically every game he's mm-hmm. in the conversation. And it it's interesting because if you look at I'm going to give a plug to Major League Soccer here. Uh, if you go to MLS and you go to the well, actually go to Minnesota's page, go to the uh, recap of this game. Mhm. And then go to the uh, box score. They have what they call the chalkboard. And um, this is an MLS feature. You can basically break down, you know, each team, each player, you know, passes, defender, defenses, all this stuff. And it, it was interesting. You look at the chalkboard with Kelvo's passing. 
and it's it's very defined area about not quite 18 yard box to probably 30 yards out okay. on the attacks attacking side so outside of the final third and then you click on Schuler mm-hmm. to add his passing in and it literally overlaps <laughs> so Schuler and Calvo weren't doing anything different no. like they were basically just the same player mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem with that in my eyes is we're not getting any attacking movement on the left side. No. And it, when you have a player like Metnir, when you have a player like uh, Finley or Miguel who's on the right side a lot, or even with L.A. where Dunlady was on the right side, uh, you have the ability to play well because these guys have some pace. They have, they mm-hmm. have the ability to get the ball, do the, get the ball further up, sure. overlapping runs. But if your players aren't, if your two players on the left side aren't doing anything, anything, yeah, eventually teams are going to key on just, the right side. Yeah, they're just going to jam up the right side. And it, Schuler's not the guy oh. to take advantage of that. No. And Calvo, if he takes advantage of that, it exposes the defense. So I think we have a real problem. With that. And I think that the Toronto game and the LA game, yeah. Shows that Schuler has a particular role. Yeah, and we'll, yeah, we'll talk about Schuler in the when we talk about the Galaxy game because yeah. he was in this game and he played a different position, uh, mm-hmm. and he looked ten times better than he's looked. Exactly, all completely agree. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, I think, I think that's that's what we have for that game. Okay. You know, I, I yeah, I don't let's. Think. We were. I think we were all, all of us. We're a little frustrated with that game. Yeah, and I I should point out we all picked us to lose. We did, yeah. But um, still, when the game was playing out the way it was, ah, we were like, okay, well maybe we were wrong. We were wrong, but yeah. we weren't. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we then played a game uh, Wednesday night against the LA Galaxy. Right. And the difference between this game and the game we played in, early in the season was Zlatan. Yes. Was back. You know, Zlayton's getting the attention. He's back. He's getting the attention. We had, of course, no Calvo, no, no Gregus no. because of the red card. So our lineup was a little bit shifted up. We played a 4 2 3 1. Um, yeah. So, and we had, uh, of course, in the striker position, we had Angelo was up there. Yeah. Uh, in that kind of forward position, we had DQ. We had, was it. Um, Denlotti. Denlotti and Molino. And Molino made Molino a start. Molino made a start, yep. which was crazy. Uh, in that midfield position, we had uh, Ozzy, and then and Schuler was in that midfield position. So he was back to where he was last year. Yeah. So, And then on, that, on, the, on the back end, we had uh, Boxel didn't play. Boxel did not play. So we had Ike good. back. We had Ike. Uh, and Kalman in center. Kalman. We had Miller, Miller out on the left. On the left, and then Metnair on the other side. Yeah. So Boxel didn't play in this game, which is interesting because he made a couple mistakes in the. Well, I mean, Toronto yeah, game. I think you know, like I said, uh, Pozuelo's both Pozuelo goals, I think, mm-hmm. were on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make an argument that the, how disjointed the back line was mm-hmm. the entire game, even the Hamilton goals probably yeah. could be partially blamed. Yeah. So they shook it up a yeah. little bit. What I saw when they came out was they came out with a shitload of energy. The team, I agree, yeah. There was a lot of back and forth in this game. And I know the possession, if Stevens was here, he'd tell us the possession numbers. I think the possessions and were... 
it was it was fifty seven. It ended up fifty seven forty three in favor of L A. Yeah, in favor of L A. But but it was pretty back. And forth if you watch the game, you couldn't tell because there were times when we had the ball in their third for a while. They had the ball in our third for a while, and it was a back and forth type of thing. Yeah, and it, I checked early on, or late on in the first half, and it was pretty balanced. And so there were a ton of chances for United in the first half. Yeah, a ton of chances that were either missed kicks or you know what just. All kinds of times where you yeah. kind of got up and said, ah, and then nothing happened. Yeah, they had six shots off target. Yeah, yeah. And they, they had five block shots even, so. And uh, you were at that game. I was. It didn't start raining till the second half, right? Oh, that's correct, yep. Okay. So in the first half, the it wasn't raining. The turf shouldn't have been slick. I think the guys just had so much energy. I think they were just kind of miscuing. And it was a totally different formation. I think so, yeah. So the big thing I want to talk about in this game, though, was the fact that Zlatan... They did a great job on this guy. A phenomenal job. In the first half, I remember there was one time where he went to go kick a some kick a kick the ball there to try to score a goal, and the turf kind of came up. Yeah. And he ripped it out and he threw it on the ground. Yep. And I was like, "That's Slayton for you. That's the, that's oh, the yeah, type yeah. Of guy he is. He just they, he gets pissed off about shit like that. Yeah. You know. And uh, it, you know, and this is a little bit ahead of everything, but uh, he even made a comment that. He he was he was asked if he was upset or that uh, oh yeah. yeah if he dropped two points or yeah. if it was a I don't remember if it was a good result yeah uh, and he said well if the team that we were playing had played well yeah <laughs> I'd be upset well and I was like dude you you were the you didn't score yeah he did for the first time that you've played because the team played well did you hear but his comments before after that or his comments around that same time were the fact that well. Do you think they? I think it was like. Do you think they stopped you? He's like, no, I don't think they stopped me. I think it was because I didn't have any opportunities. Yeah, I was like, bullshit. You had tons of opportunities. Well, and if he didn't have opportunities, that means that the team played well. But he had opportunities. He had yeah, at least I mean, three or four opportunities to score a goal, and he didn't do it. Right. And so, Zlatan, I know is kind of that kind of. He is. He's, he's a, that's what he you is. know. He's a lightning rod for shit yeah. like this, and he's never going to. I, I don't think he would ever say a team outplayed him. Oh, I he would never say it. I mean, it, it, him admitting that he was outplayed would be. But if you look at outrageous. the tape, you can see that they stopped the opportunities, or if he got an opportunity, they held him up. Right. You know. But you know, and I'll even say, this is this is Slayton. I mean, this is what makes him who he is. I mean, he's obviously one of the best strikers in. Yeah, in the yes. world. He, 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 was, um, he was frustrated. So I, I get it. <laughs> we, this game was, like I said, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Opportunities on either side. No goal scored in the first half. Right. Which amazed me because of the shitty way our defense played last game. But right. in the same token, making changes like we did, changing up that back line, changing up our formations, I was like, well, maybe Adrian's on to something here. Maybe he figured it out. You yeah, know? you know, and the, the really interesting thing is I've some at times been hard on Eric Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, but him starting on the left, he had a really big task with Artuna, who's mm-hmm. speedy, speedy guy. Yes. And it, he did really well. Well, um, you've been hard on Miller since we traded for him. Right. Remember the conversation we had when the trade was made well, and you were That upset. was a lot to do with Sam Nichols. Yeah, you were upset about I, that whole I trade. I like Sammy. I know you like Sammy. Um, so, you know, for me, I, I thought, I thought he he did well, and to the point where I'd say, 
considering the team that we're playing mm-hmm. tomorrow, yeah, uh, he should start. I, I think we should have the exact same back line. I think so too. Um, that's a question I guess we can get into um, when we finish talking about this game is what's going to happen right. tomorrow. I mean, what, what are we going to just a quick hit? What are we going to do tomorrow? But thing was, a, a nil-nil halftime score for me was like, holy shit. Right. We have a chance to win this game now. Yeah. Because we, we kept holding uh, Zlatan out of the, out of the score, score box. And, and if you do that for a half, you're going to have an opportunity in the second half. Right. And, I mean, we should point out that L.A. was without Sandrini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And he's now there without him for, like, four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... Is too bad for them because Alessandro is a fantastic player. Yeah, um, you know, and so that that certainly probably helped our mm-hmm. chances a bit. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things where that first half we did really well to hold our own. You know, I I put in my notes that uh, both were extremely organized. Mm-hmm. Both defenses were very organized. We just held where you needed to hold. That's right. And you bent where you needed to bent and mm-hmm. bend, not bent. Uh, and it, it was it was just a very good uh, very good first half. It was well, it was a very good game period, but I mean, it's it's tough to talk about games like this because it's a nil-nil score. Right, so yeah. you go, well, there's opportunities everywhere. Right. There was great passes uh Metnair had uh, a couple great passes. There were some things in the box. You know, DQ missed a couple of chances. Yeah. You know, so it's tough to talk about a game because nothing went into the goal. Right. You know? Yeah. So we come out of the half, and it's the same deal. It's a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you're going, at some point, something's got to break here. Somebody's right. got to break something open. And it, literally nothing broke. The only thing that broke open was the, the uh, rain clouds. Yes. Coming down. And I, I, I texted you because you were, you were out there in the Wonderwall. I said, you're going to get rain here in a little bit. And then I was watching on TV and it just started coming down. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. And it, you know what? Where I was, I did not get rain. Nice. Um, I was literally just underneath the roof. There you go. And, you know, I got missed it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the people down further mm-hmm. uh, below me enjoyed the rain. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice night, so it wasn't like... It I was heard, cold or anything. I heard now uh, that there was... Uh, Zlatan is... Where is he? Sweet, is he Swedish? Yes. I heard that uh, somebody at the game had a big Swedish flag that they got kicked out. Oh, really? I didn't hear yeah. that. So I saw on the uh, Twitterverse that uh, somebody had a big Swedish flag. It, I think it was in the Wonderwall oh. somehow, and they put up a Sweden flag, and they were uh, they were forced out, yeah. which is... That, that's fine oh, yeah, with me. That's yeah. not that's not where you put that flag. Well, you know, you, you don't... I, I get it. There's always going to be opposing fans, but yeah, uh, yeah, you don't do that stuff. I want you water go, wall. Go go somewhere else and yeah. put that sweet. I don't care where you put the Swedish flag. Yeah, I, I did hear though that um, Rasmus Schuler mm-hmm. sought out Slayton for his jersey. He did. Yeah. Oh, nice. And he got it. Which get, I mean, cool. That's I mean, good for you him. You know, they're Scandinavian. Uh, well, and, and Schuler's a young guy. Yeah. He probably grew up watching Slayton, and yeah, he was exactly. like, hey, there you go." Um, so in the second half, though. Again, lots of back and forth, lots of opportunities. We come in and we had was six minutes of six minutes of stoppage stoppage time, time which I'm going. That's plenty of time for somebody to score a freaking yep. goal, and 
again, nothing happened. You know, and what's crazy is I don't think he was even very nervy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times you get those games where the last few minutes mm-hmm. get super nervy. Yeah. It, it really wasn't. I mean, no. it... it I, I think I felt like, you know, standing there in the Wonder Wall, it was... Everyone around me didn't really have this anxiety that yeah. we probably would have had yeah, last, last year. season. Yeah. And it, that was kind of nice because I think we had made it, you know, mm-hmm. 95 minutes yeah. already at that point um, to a nil-nil draw. Yeah. So the fact that we had another six minutes on top of those 95, you know, that wasn't a big deal. I do want to bring up that, that once again, uh, L.A. brought in uh, Jackass's own uh, Chris Pontius yes, right. into the match. <laughs> Every time he comes in, I'm like, that's the guy from Jackass. <laughs> Uh, so we end this game in a nil-nil tie. Yeah. And so to go back to the last game where we gave up four goals, right. this game we gave up nothing. Yeah. So I think now we're under last year's. Uh, I think we are, yeah. Under last year's. And, it, you know, what's interesting is I think last episode I mentioned how someone on Twitter said, we're giving up all these goals. What's the common denominator? Mm-hmm. And they were obviously referring to Heat. Yeah. And I said, well, the common denominator is Boxel mm-hmm. and Calvo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who did we not play? Boxel and Well, Calvo. one, because one was forced out. But, but the other one was not forced out. Who did we not play, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was Boxel and Calvo. Yeah. didn't give up any goals. Yeah. To the team that was, I believe, tied for second in the Yeah, they, were, they had a lot of goals. Um, so... You know, they've scored 13 goals in the season. We had scored 14 on the season. Yep. yep. But um, we had given up 15. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there may be a common denominator. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it may be boxing or cowboy. I think it might be. And so we, of course, for the uh, man of the match, we did men of the match. Yeah. And the did whole, all four. The back line. Back yeah. line, because, because I think they deserved it. They deserved it. Um, and it, but Schuler, we're going to talk about Schuler. Let's talk about Schuler. Before we get into Schuler, though, I just want to quick mention about that back line. Of course, having Ike back was a huge thing. He had a lot of great plays during that match. Yep. He had a couple of headers that he did, even though he has on concussion. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay. We had a ton of clearances. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And obviously, not all clearances are headers, but yeah. but he but I did a couple headers, and I was yeah. like, "Dude, you're on concussion." I mean, you just came back from concussion protocol, but you're still doing that. I mean, that's the type of player that yeah. he is. Great for him. Yeah, he, yeah. So Schuler played in a different position. Yeah, you know, he was back to his, I, I guess, eight role of a number eight. Yeah, yeah. Four, two, three, one. And we saw him do a lot more. Uh, more crisp passing. He was more involved in the game than he was kind of on that inverted wing type of deal. Yep. And yeah. uh, remember when I talked about earlier in the season, he looked kind of like a robot on the inverted wing. Yep. Like he was just he wasn't wasn't thinking it. He was thinking it too much. Yep. He wasn't have kind of letting the flow come to him. He was kind of okay. I got I the position he was in last game. He was more in the flow of the game and had right. a little more. You know. Yeah. You know he. Uh, he had a, he had clearances out of the box. Mm-hmm. He had a handful of interceptions toward midfield. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, his passing I think I saw was toward ninety percent. Yep. Um, 
you know, he was just exactly where he needed to be. Oh, and he had some, he had some really nice tackles as well. It, it was just, you know, that's the position he needs to play in our, yeah. in our roster. And unfortunately, with with Gregus, he's not going to get many opportunities. He's not, no. But it's, it's nice to see, you know, with Gregus out, you know, God forbid Gregus gets an injury. Yeah. We have, you know, they've condensed the schedule, so you're going to have more, mm-hmm. you know, midweek games. It's good to see that you can rotate Gregus. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see that you might be able to rotate Ozzy. I know mm-hmm. Gregus and Schuler are really basically the same player. Same player, yeah. So that could get a little hairy. But, um, I mean, you know, I really think – I've always liked Schuler. I mean, I, I've ribbed him a few times. Um, but, you know, he's – He's a good player when he's in the position he should be playing, and when he's in, yeah, when he's in the flow of the game. Yeah, uh, Schuler was on the way, and this is going to be. I think I've said it a couple times now. I think there should be a, a thing at the end of the year on this podcast. Of course, we have uh, you know Man of the Year and all right, that yeah. stuff. The I was Alexi gonna, Gomez Award. We're going to make the Alexi Gomez Award yeah, for yeah. worst player on the Loons this year, and Schuler was on his way to getting that award. He was at the inverted winger position. At the yeah. inverted winger position, because <laughs> it was like, ah, uh, dude, you know, not as much as Lexi Gomez with the craziness. It was more right. of the robotic way he was doing things. Yeah. Uh, so, but he is he has stopped that now, unless he goes back to inverted winger, which he might. I don't know what he's going to do I, next game, or tomorrow. I, I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow. Well, you know, with the fact that Molino's healthy, mm-hmm. uh, we have, good God, we have... Uh, Molino, Ibarra, Finley, yeah, uh, Romario, Ibarra, uh, Abu Dinladi, yeah, uh, Darwin, mm-hmm. all can play on the wing. Yeah, so and so I I don't foresee him being an inverted winger. No, no. So let's. I mean, last game was nil nil tie. We got a point out of it. Let's talk about tomorrow's game a little bit before we go to break. Yeah, it is, uh, Wayne DC, Rooney coming? DC to United, town. Wayne Rooney coming to town. Um. It'd be interesting to see how Heath, what formation Heath goes in on this game because he gets both Gregus and Calvo back. Yeah, you know, so this is an interesting one. I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, for me, there's part of me that would like to see Calvo put back in. Okay. At the same time, as I just said, like, minutes ago, Miller played so well that he should probably get the start. But for me, I think the biggest... The weakest link is boxing. Yeah. Okay. So I think if you if you bring Calvo in, you can expose the back line a little bit more mm-hmm. because Kelman and Opara play very well together. Yeah, they do. They're they're a little bit more speedy. Mm-hmm. They can get back if mm-hmm. they play if they push forward. Uh, they I think they're just better at reading the defense than Michael is. So for me, I would not be upset to see Calvo. Uh, mm-hmm. However, that captain armband is going to be interesting because how is Calvo going to respond? Because to me, and we didn't bring this up yet, uh, based on the game, based on L.A., to me, Ozzy needs to keep the captain armband. Yeah, I think so. And it, because he, uh, I believe I saw he said that um, he doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah. But when he does, it speaks to the team. And so, uh, based on how organized we were overall mm-hmm. um, we, in against L.A., 
there's a reason why he was captain in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And it, for me, I think he should keep it. And I think, well, Calvo starting but not having the armband could be interesting. Could light a fire underneath Calvo a little bit. It could. Uh, the thing with Ozzy that I'm a little concerned about, and not as much with as much as I am with Calvo, is Ozzy's another fiery guy on the field. He is, and he gets a little bit, he gets a little heated, and he gets yellows. But he doesn't get, he I don't think he gets as heated as Calvo gets. Well, you know, I think I think Ozzy understands. There's a line. When, yeah, there's a he line. Understands he understands that cross. Line. Yeah, and Calvo doesn't quite get that. Which I like. I like Ozzy's. There's a line in cross, and I've seen him do it, get the yellow, and he's like, screw it, and he gets yeah. back and starts playing. Exactly. Cal, on the other hand, he, it's almost like he he, fe- he feeds like he starts, it becomes a never-ending thing, a cycle, yeah. then finally gets that red, and it's like, well, you're gone. Yep. Sorry. You know? Exactly. So, you know, I think uh, another thing I would not like to see is I don't want to see Molino start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's clearly rusty. He, he started... He started against LA because I think he had to, mm-hmm. uh, and and so for me, I, I'd like to see Miguel uh, probably start on the left. Yeah. Um, and what are you talking about, Dunlady on the other side, or, uh, or are you talking like Finley? I think I'd probably go with Finley on the left, sure, on the sure, right. Sure. Um, from Duluth, by the way. Yes. I don't think I mentioned. I don't have mentioned this enough on the podcast. He's from Duluth, which or is Marshfield. not. Which is not Duluth is not a hotbed of soccer. Well, right, yeah. You don't really think of. Duluth I mean, as... I'm from the Iron Range. Duluth is not where we go to watch soccer. Right. By any means, we play hockey up there. We don't play soccer up there. But now, to be to be fair, he was developed in Marshfield, Wisconsin. Well, I know, but he was born in Duluth. He's yeah. one of us. Yeah. You Our... can't you don't don't start trying to take hey, him away I, from I'm us. Hey, I'm a Wisconsinite. I'm I know you are, I'm but don't try to take him away from us. We're going uh, to, we're going to Wisconsin in, in, in like a month. Month, yeah, month and a half. We're going, to, we're going to see Forward Madison. Mm-hmm. We're going to your Wisconsin area. Um, uh, so, your prediction, score wise? My prediction, score wise, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be two to one. Uh, loons are going to get this one. Wait, who did you say was going to win? Loons. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we're the, we're on we're on we're on a. Yeah, on I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I my, my notes it. say two one. Yeah, I think uh, Wayne gets a goal. But I think we come back. Thunderwall's agreeing with me, and I said Wayne gets a goal. I, you know, for me, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a United supporter. Or, sorry, Manchester United supporter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, so for me, it's interesting because I've I was always an England supporter. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just one of those people that never liked the U.S. national team. Sure. And so uh, Wayne Rooney, I always liked Wayne Rooney. Yeah, um, and it, it'll be interesting. I, I guess I wouldn't mind if he scored. I'd like to see him score. Uh, I think he scores. Yeah. Are you going to the game tomorrow? I'll, I'll be in Wonderwall. You in Wonderwall again? Yeah. Did you sell your other tickets then, or what? I did. Well, two of them. Okay. Uh, I actually didn't sell the list the third one. We got to talk about uh, not on the podcast, but when we're done here, we got to talk about the next game, next weekend's game. Against Seattle. I get, is it? It's here though, isn't it? Against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any tickets for that. Why? What happened? I sold them. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I made a lot of money. You're not even going to that game? No, I've got my Wonderwall ticket. Okay. Yeah, I I made a lot of money off those tickets. I think we might be... Is Johnny going to that game? He is. I think there may be a couple of us going to that game. Because that's the weekend the girls are in uh, Disney World. We'll talk about that. So I think uh, 
we've kind of covered the last two games. Uh, a kind of shitty game and a kind of okay game? I, I would say, no, I would say the L.A. game was fantastic. Okay. I mean, it, even though we didn't score, it was, it was mm-hmm. a good game. Mm-hmm. Very okay. good game. All right. And, of course, like we just mentioned, we have Seattle coming up next yeah, week. Seattle coming up next week at D.C. United tomorrow. Another top um, match, by the way. So when we come back from the break, we're going to have guys from the Thunderwall on here, which is a kind of a new section of the Wonderwall. Yes. They're the... All about drums. The percussion section of the Wonderwall. Yes. Uh, which my uh, parents found interesting when I told them the Thunderwall. They're like, what is that? I said, well, it's the percussion section of the Wonderwall. What's the Wonderwall? I said, what's the supporters group? Well, why do they have something about the Thunderwall? I'm like, that don't, I don't want to explain Yeah, I, I had yeah. to deal with that with my parents, too. Yeah, I don't want to explain. They're just, they're just cool guys who play drums at the games and yeah. uh, make it more exciting. And they keep it keep tempo. Exactly right. So we're going to talk to those guys. Uh, we have some other things to talk about. Uh, I think I have some uh, zombie talk to talk about. Yeah, a follow-up to follow up the last to a conversation. Couple, yeah. couple conversations ago. And then we have a Kaku. Yes. Uh, talk about uh, doing some naughty things in KC, yep. was it? And then we'll, we'll talk Ford Madison. And Ford Madison, And yep. then, of course, our trip. We announced the trip in trip. two weeks, the big trip. So we're going to give you guys plenty of time to get your uh, road trip ready or get your plane tickets or get right. your whatever. Now, however, of course, we're probably kind of giving away with the the date. but I, I think we are. Yeah. But you know, people, maybe people don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be back uh, from Prize in a little bit. Podcast. We are still at Prize Brewing here in Minneapolis. Um, I know we talked about we're going to have the guys from the Thunderwall on here in a couple minutes. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little about Ford Madison. Well, we have to talk about beers. So well, Thunderwall will be Thunderwall. On. They'll be on right we'll now. Okay, fine. We'll do that. <laughs> so I have Rob and Nate from Thunderwall. Hey. Hi. Right. Uh, so you guys... You guys come here often, right? Yeah, I live very close, like probably a mile. Nate lives about a mile that way. Okay. So I'm pointing east, and I live about a mile west of here. So this is a good central. North and northeast. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I live in north. He lives in northeast. Okay. So I was here their opening day. I've played their block party. Cool. Um, Their their brewers are from the same branch of brewers as Badger Hill. Okay. Which was my kind of go-to back in the day. All right. So it's kind of the same brewing family. So, just to, uh, you guys live a mile from here. I live yeah. 20 miles northwest from here, so that, that matters. But um, So, you guys are drinking some beers from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys have? I have the uh, Irish Dry Stout. Mm. I felt it was appropriate giving this cloudy day. Cloudy Irish type of day. What, yeah. What's interesting is you basically just said the exact same thing I said at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> when I mentioned I had the dry stuff. Well, then no one will miss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've got the Miraculum. I mean, this is my third, and I'm not dissatisfied with any of the uh, the, the brews I've been picking up here. Sure, so sure. It's like their flagship. Is the yeah, the Miraculum's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Sterling, what you got? And so I have the Blood Orange Miraculum. I've had the Miraculum. It's the only 
beer that I've had outside of the brewery. Mm-hmm. And the blood orange is fantastic. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. I went with the Mass Haze uh, Terrier. Yeah. Which is kind of their uh, dry hopped IPA. Double dry hopped, actually. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. I'd have to say, I, I did mention they have pizza here. That is actually kind of like um, Invictus, where Kaysen is their guest kitchen. So it's not actually Prize's kitchen per se. It's no. They've got a whole thing. They, they rotate, rotate them, them every couple yeah. months. Okay. Yeah. I was here like over the winter and they had like chicken strips. They had a really, okay. really fantastic right. uh, yep. company. So kind of like, not like, kind of like Invictus in the fact that uh, Tipsy Steer is in their location, right. but they rotate people out mm-hmm. of here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's cool. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's go into the Ford Madison just for a couple minutes here. Uh, again, we will be out there in June. I think, what, June 15th? I think that's the date. Yep. We'll be out there at the game. We'll be doing a podcast out there uh, with potentially some of the supporters groups of Fort Madison. I mean, they have said. Yes. The supporters group has said they'll join us. And the team has said that they'll help us get someone. Yeah. By someone, I don't know what that means. Well, so. and, and let's go <laughs> back a little bit. may be an assistant. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, Fort Madison did, and we talked about this, uh, Fort Madison did uh, start their own podcast out there. Which is very impressive. Uh, I've listened to it a couple times. It's, it's been it's a great podcast, and I'm glad they started a podcast for those guys. Uh, so I don't know if the team is going to give us yeah anybody crazy because they have their own podcast. We understand that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not a, of course Ford Madison podcast. Right, we're not like you know yeah. spectacular. No, we're going out there because they're the lower league team of the Loons this year. Yep. Um, and there will be potentially some players that we'll see. On the loons, upcoming, probably at the game. I know yeah. St. Clair will be still there, I'm sure. Yep, and Toys there. And, and Toys there. Omsburg so. is there mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And uh, Manley's mm-hmm. there. So. so we're road tripping in June out to Madison, and that'll be fun. Uh, they've had a couple. When did they start the season? So they started the season, well, the home opener is tonight. Yeah, home opener tonight. is tonight. tonight. Um, they started the season a week, two, wait, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had one game. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, two games. Mm-hmm. And um, the last game they had was actually against the Badgers. Yeah, it was a yep. friendly against friendly. the University of... Okay. Uh, but so Orlando City, they played the last regular season game. They played against Orlando City B. They won 2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was their first regular season win. Okay. Um, Josiel Nunez and Sean Russell had the goals in the 58th and 70th. It was a comeback. Because Orlando scored early, uh, Manly and Toy started, and um, uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, uh, they've got their home opener tonight against tonight. Greenville, and it's a, it's a sellout. It's a sellout. There's a lot of excited people. They again, we'll, we'll say it again on this podcast. They have done some great things on social media. Ford Madison has. I gotta say, their branding is in, their, impeccable. Their branding is incredible. Great. Yeah, yeah, it looks incredible. great. I am. Yeah. I fully intend on picking up a kit when I swing through Madison At, this week. I'm going to pick up a kit before we go. Yeah. Uh, either yeah. A, you know a, a jersey or a, a t-shirt. I want to get a flamingo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and they've been they they're very. You post something on their website or on Twitter about them, and they are they like it or they retweet it or they they're very into it. and they we post about going out there and the team responded and said yeah we'll get you guys somebody it's like really you're gonna get up we're nobodies so, you know you know but I think the whole community of, of Madison and outer communities too have embraced the whole Ford Madison thing yeah and the sellout there is gonna be fantastic 
They got some. They posted some great beers they're going to have out there, which I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, they just didn't they just post their uh, their um, they their, have their, their own branded. Beer. Yeah, they have the branded. I just yeah, saw that yeah. on Twitter yep. like yesterday, which is awesome. With a uh, one barrel, yes, yep. and um, it's called. The cherry Colts. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. So um, mm-hmm. it's pretty yeah, sick. Like, yeah, that's awesome. And they put it in. The nice thing too is they put it in cans. Exactly. So you can buy it in six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can buy it in Yeah. Yep. Um, so I mean, it's a fantastic place. I also want to thank Ford Madison for sending the guys that we had loaned out to them back for opening day. Right. Yeah. At Allianz cool. Field, which was a cool thing to do. I mean, you didn't have to, no. but they did, which was nice of them. Yeah. Um, so Ford Madison will be out there in June. Again, we have the guys from Thunderwall on here. Uh, Robin Nader here to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it, guys. Well, yeah, for Thunderwall sure. Thunderwall is a new, is this is first year is this year. Yes. Right? And yep. so explain to me what the Thunderwall is. So uh, Thunderwall is a coalition drum corps of all Minnesota United supporters groups. Okay. So looking at... I mean, I keep spreadsheets and numbers because I'm a huge nerd, but um, across all of our numbers, um, we have about 40% Dark Clouds, 50% True North Elite, and then 10% Red Loon or Unaffiliated, which is fine. Um, But the really cool thing is we have... I just had my 37th drummer sign up yesterday. Wow. Um, All but six are season ticket holders in Wonderwall. Jeez. So these are... I know. I mean, already com- very committed fans, people who are, are want to be there and who are going to be there every match, regardless. Um, and that was where Andy and I kind of started plugging. Was looking for those people right away. Sure. Looking for crazy supporters to fill in this drumline. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. So it's it's a it's a coalition drumline. It doesn't belong. It belongs to technically to Wonderwall. So we're technically sure. a committee of Wonderwall. So you're kind of the you're kind of the you have every. F- a supporters group involved in mm-hmm. Thunderwalls. Thunderwalls mm-hmm. kind of its own supporters group that takes everybody in and brings yeah. them in if you're a percussion or drummer type mm-hmm. of person. Now, how do you get the drums there? Are they your drums or somebody else's drums? So, or? it's a whole bunch of different drums. Um, we we have two that we don't donated. I'm doing air quotes. Donated from True North Elite. Um, gave two drums to Thunderwall. Um, I donated one of my own. Dark Clouds brought two of theirs. Like, Neil Logan brought the the infamous Blue Ludwig that's in, like... Yep. <laughs> um, I, I remember I was at the Men in Blazers on the 12th, mm-hmm. and that was the first picture they showed of, like, the first yeah. Dark Clouds, and there was nine of them. Yeah. And there's friggin' Neil standing there with mm-hmm. Ludwig wearing his, his his blue and yellow rain jacket. Um, OG. And he's... And he's uh, yeah, I mean, Neil is, like, the OG of OGs. Mm-hmm. And having him involved in Thunderwall was huge for us to, like, get into Wonderwall to get things like funding and backing and sure. all this stuff. Um, so we so we all kind of push our ourselves together, and we have about eight drums, sometimes ten. Okay. Um, two of uh, the two giant ones, the thirty-two inch bass drums, were purchased by Wonderwall specifically oh, wow. for this Very purpose. Cool. So you guys rotate like guys in and out. Do you guys yeah. do like a half and? Yep. Some, so every um, before every match, I email out a Google Form sign up sheet that basically says you know your name your email and then do you want to play this half or this half or the whole match, whole match yeah. um, do you want to come early to help set up do you want to stay late to help clean up oh. and then also do you want a captain for the section for that match nice um, and I keep all that data it's because like I said I'm a huge nerd so I like keep all that collected and then Andy and I can review like 
you know, the trend wasn't surprising. At like LA, I had six drummers, and then for tomorrow, I have twelve. Okay. And for home opener, we had twenty. Sure. And of course, not everybody that signs up shows up, but that's okay yeah. too. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Um, we've never so far, I guess, in two matches, I guess so far, it doesn't really mean much. Um, <laughs> we haven't had not enough drummers, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but typically. You know, people are pretty good about swapping in and out. Like, hey, I'm going to go grab some beer. I'm going to go grab some food. I need to, you know, do whatever. Or just need a break. Yeah, yeah, just swap them out. Like, it's it's a very informal type of thing. Okay. Sure. Um, so, Nate, you came, where'd you come? I mean, being a percussion guy, how did that start off for you? I mean, I mean I'm not actually from Minnesota. I'm from, like, Michigan originally. And so, okay. like, I, uh, I came over here to go to school at uh, McNally Smith. Well, it still existed in St. Paul. Sure, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just kind of came over here. I, I grew up going through like the the high school circuit and through elementary school, uh, playing soccer and being involved in that sort of a community. And I got sure. really into like the you know the Premier League, as many people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I never really had an attachment to any particular team within the American, you know, sure. culture for it. But then I came out here and, and I, I remember it was kind of funny too because I came out here first for the first time ever with my parents and we were looking for like things to do and there was a game at the, the sportsplex in Blaine. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I actually still have an old, old uh, scarf. What, what year was that? That would have been 2000 and... 12 or 13. Wow, back back in the old days. Mm-hmm. Those days? Uh, it's like that's 2012, the, the ending of the stars, right? Yeah. yeah. The stars it was before then. I actually moved out here, so yeah. it would have been before 2013 because that's yeah. when I moved out here. Um, so, I mean, and I've always been, like, I was in marching band and that kind of stuff. Sure. And I've been in and out of, like, groups every now and again, like, for other, big, you know, projects and stuff. So you have like a, yeah. Do you have like a, a, a drummer that you were kind of looked up to when you started off? Do you have a musician that you were kind of I mean, into? yeah. I mean, I've got a ton of those kinds of like idols and, and, and such. I know that but, but personally from like a modern drummer that's like still playing a lot that I really respect. I really like Patrick Keeler from like um, the Greenhorns and the Raconteurs. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, I think, uh, a technical drummer that I really, really look up to. But... I don't know, man. It's 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 one of those things where it's it's easy to kind of like just grab a bunch of people like Mitch Mitchell or, sure. or like you know Keith Moon, John Bonham. Like uh, these are John obvious Bonham. ones. Like, <laughs> but Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl. I yeah. got nothing against him. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He rips, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you can't harsh on that. Uh, Rob, same question for you. I mean, how yeah. did, did you have any like guys growing up when you were drumming? Did you get guys that you kind of followed anything like that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been playing drums over 20 years now um, I came from the U- uh, US Army band system so I was a military percussionist okay. oh. um, drumline kid jazz band kid when I was in high school I played in every single ensemble that was available mm-hmm. um, I never made music my career but growing up um, I listened to a lot like obviously the classic dudes like he said Mitch and, and Bonham and mm-hmm. Keith Moon uh, Ginger Baker and those guys but mm-hmm. it was really the, <laughs> it was really the jazz like the jazz cats that really like jazz got me into nice. like really getting serious about drumming so guys like Tony Williams and Art Blakey and Brian Blade um, I mean that's like a list of you know three of hundreds right, of yeah. jazz drummers I've, I can't name them all 
Um, I feel like that's the way it goes, though, with, like, people that you're talking to about yeah. drums. It's mm-hmm. like, you, you eventually hit that wall where it's like, it's jazz. So, <laughs> no, you know? no, no drummers from the hair band era, like Motley Not Crue, really. No. No. Uh, I have a soft spot for uh, for Vinnie Paul from Pantera. Oh, <laughs> I think he's a very underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Was also R.I.P. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm yeah. a I'm a hair band guy, so that's cool. Those drummers, I mean, those drummers were that was all about like Tommy Lee. Yeah, that was all Tommy. Guitar, I, come on, it was all about uh, Tommy Lee. Of course, was all about the spectacle of, of the drumming. Yeah. I think Tommy is a great drummer. Yeah, but the spectacle of him drumming the whole anytime you did the acrobatics where they had the things I think spinning, that's the whole tilt the world thing. It's like yeah. you're a drummer, dude. That's not your. You're not supposed to do that. I know, but you I still to. think that's a valid way of expressing the yeah, art. Yeah. Sure. Just like how many drum, how many drummers wear like seatbelts while they're trying to like <laughs> just one, yeah. You know, and and for me, I, I'm a punk rocker, so I, I always look at the I always look at the fast drummers. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're really you're, from you're, MSPX, you're, yeah. Travis Parker from Blink. <laughs> sure, yeah. Now, on the other hand, I grew up loving jazz, and I played trumpet in jazz band in high school, and that. So I, I've I've definitely got an appreciation for jazz drummers. Um, it's cool that drums kind of the the percussion aspect has made it into the Wonder Wall. Yeah, um, definitely. It was yeah. inevitable. Yeah, we had, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. We had drummers. I mean, in the previous seasons, and this kind of ties into like the origin of it. Mm-hmm. Um, was that you know we? I mean, you guys were in this in TCF last year. Like we were literally physically divided. Yeah, like it was us yep. and them, and I yeah. hated that. Yeah. Um, and it was usually like me and Kieran and Nate from TNE um, and then like Mike and Abe and Andy from the Dark Cloud side but having a physical barrier is so much more than just having a physical barrier it feels like there's a, a like a it's it's a it, it plays with your head it's a yeah. mental thing like yeah. you know it's not there was no there was no unity there was no unified sound and not that it sounded bad because I think I think we sounded really good last season yeah. Um, but after after a few matches like of playing that drum, I said we gotta we gotta figure this out next year. Like we cannot have this divide. Like it cannot be T and E drummers and Dark Cloud drummers. We can't have that next year. It has to be unified. If and and literally like we're in the dead center of yeah. the Wonderwall. We gotta stand yeah. next to each other. We gotta lead everybody. Yeah, you know? it's and, not about so just like one supporter group. That was the first. That was the first pillar. Like the first foundational pillar that Andy and I discussed mm-hmm. back in uh, January was it Thunderwall needs to be for everyone. It's not about are you a Dark Cloud or are you True North Elite or sure, are you a Red Loon. Sure, sure. When you're on the wall, you're just Thunderwall. That's right. what it should be. Right? That's what it should be. Yep. And uh, and 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 the other the other point is that it's it's not even about us. It's about it's about the boys on the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, if you go on our website mnthunderwall.com, like the motto is remember the crest, um, and that. That helps us stay humble. Like remember that, you know, for a lot of us, because there are some there are some pro drummers in our section. I've got you know me and Nate are both drummers in the scene. Um, Andy, Mike, Megan. When we have you know drummers, I don't want to yeah. say real drummers because that's not the right way to say it. But <laughs> but drummers who are more active in the in the Twin Cities than right. just playing on the sure. wall. Yeah. Um, and so that helps us. Re- it's a reminder that this is not a concert. It's not a show. <clears throat> People here are not here to see us play drums. Yeah, they're here because they need us. We're here because they need us to provide this pulse. And it, you know, I have to say, so there's been two games at Allianz. The home opener, I sat in my normal seats, mm-hmm. and then now this last game against LA, I was in the Wonderwall. 
Um, I have to say that having the pulse all together mm-hmm. and just right there embedded in the Wonderwall yeah. is, is so cool because the, the thing that drove me nuts about last season, well, and even 2017, was the MNUFC chant. Being away from the Wonderwall, mm-hmm. you start uh, kind of dissipate and get all bizarre, wonky, yeah. and mm-hmm. everybody's, yeah. you know, somebody in section 112 is on M and the Wonder Wonderwall's on C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and so it's it's <laughs> interesting to hear to be able to have that pulse to have that. You know, obviously there's still going to be a delay because of the. Yeah, I mean works, it's it's simple physics, right? Yeah. It's phasing. We all yeah, know but that. But it's still to have that that beat where yeah. it's like yeah. people at least closer to you are understanding where the wall is, mm-hmm. a, and so it kind of funnels out a little bit. That's better. what we're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing to be a part of too, because I feel like um, you know when you're when you're up, you're not really watching the game. You're watching. You're watching the like the the, the groups and the and the community that you're so a part of. Sure. And yeah. you're trying to be in tune with them because you're trying to be that extra momentum for the team. Yeah. So you're not necessarily actually really watching the game like everybody else is. No. And so like, there's so many times where like I have to actually I'll watch the game the same night after just being at the game. Right. Because I don't remember what happened. Mm-mm. Because I'm just trying to make sure that like we're keeping things moving, like well, in the stands, and like especially you and that I, energy, yeah, as leaders, gotta, like you got to do that. You know, even the home opener, I didn't even get to play. There's games. tons of people like that that are doing that stuff, though. Yeah, like, I mean, thankless the Capos, sort of like we yeah. pay for season tickets and we're here t- for the team in this sure. other sort of way. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what are, it's really about, though. Like at the end of the day, yeah. you guys are like a bridge. That I, that's what I like about it. You guys are a bridge of all the supporters groups. Yeah. Coming together to do one thing to help out the Wonder Wall. And that's fantastic. Yeah. If it had been anything else, it would just been a Dark Clouds thing or a teeny thing. Right. I don't think it would work. And no. that doesn't work for a new stadium either. No. For like starting that, getting that culture or continuing that culture. It's like the culture's already there. But like pushing it forward. There's so many important. pivotal people across all of the supporters groups yes, that there are. It, I, if, if, it, if I would have just kept it in True North Elite. I would have never gotten anywhere. Just like if Andy would have kept it in dark clouds, he would have never gotten anywhere. It took the two of us meeting to to create this, and it's it's just a it's a beautiful analogy for United in general, and like kind of the philosophy of like how we feel about you know unifying the Wonderwall, you know, for the team, and you bringing you know not even just the team, but like bringing Minnesota together to, to cheer the team on. It's, like that's, it's a perfect analogy for that. And it's, That's why we love it so much. I love it because it's a base for the whole, you know, all the things that the Wonderwall does and everything like that. We have a uh, moot point here. We have a feather, feather bowling. Feather right? bowling. Feather bowling, There are yeah. some um, middle-aged people playing feather bowling. They're very getting very into it. And it's not <laughs> Exciting. even... Oh, well, it's noon now, so they could. That's fine. They can be drinking and getting into it. That's fine. That's fine. I yeah. sure hope that they can be drinking by noon because I'm three beers deep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so guys, I want to thank you again for coming out. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. You guys telling us about this place. I this. Yeah. Again, we're always looking for great brews to go to. This place has been fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, let's get into some uh, kaku. I, I have one more question. Well, go ahead and answer. Sure. And I want to plug. I want to plug too. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, go ahead. Um, so. Are you looking for more drummers? Yes. Or are okay. Always. Um, 
Are you looking for more types of drums? Or are you sticking to the bass drum? So, the bass drum is obviously the loudest. Um, Honestly, like, we're... We're, I'm trying to purposely rein myself back on like getting too far ahead. Yeah. Right. So like the last four months have like we've only been singularly focused on home opener. Right. right. And so I'm purposely keeping myself one game at a time to see sure. how it goes. Because like last time we didn't even know if we were gonna have enough space. Right. For all the drums that we do have. Which by know? the way we do. Which by the way yeah we do but barely <laughs> like I think ten drums is probably the max we're gonna fit in that section. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know what's gonna happen honestly. Like that's kind of the. I know that I, I can say this much that Rob and I have ideas but I mean and that goes to across the board like even with like Andy and all and like Abe and everybody across the board yeah. being involved in that everybody's got ideas. And yeah. So I mean this, this is li- we're two games in you know. Right. Yeah. This year we very much had to like act like a startup and just kind of roll with it. Yeah. But next year, because we're yeah. a committee of Wonderwall, we'll have a budget and a voice, mm-hmm. so we'll be able to say, "Hey, we need you know this drum or this drum or new this or new right. that." So that's exciting too. You got to kind of prove your worth before you can yeah. start yeah. asking for things. Do you guys need a tambourine? Because I play a mean tambourine. I come love on it. by. I don't know if anyone come will hear it. By. I don't <laughs> but think they will. You're welcome to come play. Yeah, my daughter plays recorder. I, I, you guys need a recorder. She's into that stuff. So yeah. have her Can sign she keep up. tempo? We got a wood block. <laughs> wood block. Hey, yeah. wood block. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, your plug. Yeah, so the last thing I want to say is um, Andy worked worked his ass off and made a beautiful website for us. It's mnthunderwall.com. So on there you can you know read basically the whole story. Like I just told you, our mission statement. Um, we have bios for some of the members on there, um, so you can read about who's who. Um, it also has a sign up sheet, okay. so you can sign, sign up. up for Thunderwall. Um, the big thing is we we don't we're never going to say no to a supporter. We're never going to hold auditions. It's never going to nope. be about that, right? Passion for the team and your your wanting to be in Thunderwall is way more important than how good you are at drums. Nice, right? Um, so yeah, that's it. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at mn Thunderwall. Um, you can also email me or Andy. So it's Rob R O B B or Andy A N D Y at mnthunderwall dot com. Um, no one's ever emailed us, but if you feel like you need to, I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for a noise a noise gate. Um, Does anybody ever? E- I, that's the thing. I, I always look at that. We have email addresses for ours too, and mm-hmm. it's like everybody always gets us through social media. It's yeah, never it's super easy. Email. Uh, so again, I'm, I'm really kind of waiting for the first email. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be some yeah. like buy this pill to make your. You know what, larger. Right, yeah. yeah. Your ego? Yeah. Uh, yeah, ego. Just as an aside, the the match day team for Wonderwall already got their first flag gate email of the season, so we all had really? a, We all celebrated that in the Slack nice. thread. <laughs> we got the first flag complaint. Woo! Yeah, there you go. There you go. Very cool. So, yeah, hit us up. We so, always need more drummers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thanks, guys, for coming out and hang out with us, drinking some beers. Yeah, of course, it was a pleasure and uh, an honor to be on the You guys, podcast. again, are going to stay with us for the rest of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to oh, talk yeah. about Kaku now. Oh, my God. I can't wait. And his wait. whole thing uh, <laughs> in KC, uh, kicking the ball at a fan. Yeah, you know, I don't Okay, first off, I get frustration happens, right? I mean, we, we have, uh, weeks ago, we had Francisco, which we mentioned, mm-hmm. Francisco Calvo threw the ball away into the stands, and you got to second yellow on a red card. Yeah. I, you know, you make dumb decisions when you're passionate about something mm-hmm. and you're in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, players, in fact, actually uh, <coughs> against L.A., there was, um, 
there was a time wasting yellow because somebody yeah. kicked the ball away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who was. Um, so it happens. Of course, it happens. But my God, Kaku literally that was a wound up. Yeah, that was a and rocket kicked of a it shot into the stands. Yeah, right into a fan. There in his face. I love that the replay. You can like see the guy stand up and like yell at him. Yeah. And, and for a moment, you're like, that guy's about to get it, and then yeah. boom, the ball comes boom, flying yeah. in from the side. That's yeah. Not, it was almost like the cameraman knew it was going to yeah. happen before it did because as soon as that in. guy stood up, it was like <laughs> right in. there. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's play the old. Let's play the uh, devil's advocate here. I saw some people on social media saying, "Well, if you don't kick by a ball, don't sit there." Right. I saw and that I'm going. Yeah. But there's the the play had ended. Yeah. You don't think you're going to get a ball kick to when the play ends. Yeah. Well, and I think, didn't somebody from the Red Bull organization even make that comment? Yeah, they might I have. Like they might have. Might have been the I don't manager. Know. But I'm not, if I'm at a game and I'm sitting right there, and I've been at, at I was at TCF Bank Stadium for the, one of the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, not the World Cup, but the, uh, the International Cup. Interna- oh, yeah. The International and we had front row seats for that game. And my deal is this. I know a ball could be kicked in my face at any point. Yeah. But the ball is dead. I'm not thinking of that. I'm kind of in, well, okay, now the ball's yeah. dead and whatever. And that was a dead ball type situation. Right. And so I'm sure that guy was thinking, oh, it's the best time to yell at Cuckoo for whatever he's doing. And hey, he uh, took his chance, right? Took his chance, and then a ball kicks his face. And I'm going, uh, okay. Honestly, I think that's the right of the fan, though. The, the fan has yeah. the right to yell like, with, within reason always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but they have the right to be a fan sure. and be like sure. upset and heated and yeah. yell things into the like at the field. I've always believed that as like, a fan, you can do that type of stuff yeah. to a degree. I'm not so, talking yeah, about within reason. Uh, yeah. Racist stuff's not cool. No, throwing, no. swearing, cans. Not, cool. No. not cool. I was at I used to be at Timberwolves games. I was at a game once behind the uh, one of the uh, ends there, mm-hmm. and they were playing the Nets. Kerry Kittles was playing. And I was young, Kerry Kittles for being drafted like number five, and so and so was drafted after you, and so and so was drafted after you, and they're better than you, and blah blah. And he actually looked at me and kind of gave me a "Yeah, I know" type of deal. But I wasn't going after his mom. I wasn't saying racist stuff. It was no, all just, just type of stuff. Yeah, which, which is fun. fun. That's it's that's what's literally fun about fan sports. business. Fan, fan business. business, exactly right. Yeah. Like keeping it to that fandom, exactly and right. That fandom alone. Go ahead, do it yeah. all you want. Yeah, just absolutely. don't make fun of anyways. Another thing, family things. Uh, wives, kids, keep that stuff out Off of it. Right. Yeah. No, that's what's yeah, going that's on in the field, for. on the pitch is totally fine. Like Nate said, fan business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, you know, obviously, business. we don't know even what that fan said. We don't. We'll, know, yeah, we'll exactly. never know. Not yeah. that it exactly matters. What happened? Probably, but you know, he rightfully uh, was punished with red card. Mm-hmm. But the the question is, he ended up getting two more games over top of that. I think that's fair. Okay, is that fair? So, yeah. Rob, you think it's fair? I think it's fair. I, I think I'm going to be the, the guy on the other side of this physical line between the two of us. <laughs> the, the barrier between these two tables. Um, and I would say that, like, yeah, it's fair to the player, but then if that happens on the other side of the conversation with the, with the fan, yes, then it's not fair. Because then fans get, if a fan does something comparable to what a player's doing. Yep. They're re- like what happens to them as an aftermath to that action. Yeah. They're is, for a whole year. Is way different yeah. than what happens to a player. Well, that's, that's not okay. No. And so there either needs there needs to be some form of meeting in the middle on that. Mm-hmm. 
where either the player needs to have a like a harsher disciplinary kind of response, mm-hmm. or like obviously that response to the you know the fan needs to go down, mm-hmm. right? Because a fan throw like because I, I know we were talking about yep. I don't know if you want to like talk about the beer like I don't know the yeah so I I believe it was the Minnesota Atlanta game. Um, I think I, so. The Cauldron brought the game up as being Atlanta, and I think it was Minnesota, uh, where a fan threw a beer at the referee. Yeah, from the corner. And he was banned corner for flag. life. Yep. Yeah. Now, it's a beer. Yeah. A beer which, A beer. Like, if you want to talk about like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's not going to hurt when it hits you. Right. You're going to get wet. <laughs> You're gonna have smelly clothes, but, but nothing you've already worse, got smelly. Nothing clothes. worse. Think about like a water balloon that didn't explode but had beer on the inside. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And he that's got, crazy. I mean, yeah. it, at the same time, no, I agree with that punishment. I but, think you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, then that means, as Nate, you said, we need to meet in the middle because yeah. Kaku knew what he was doing. Of course, he overreacted. He so wasn't he, drunk like the guy throwing the mug exactly, into the, exactly into the, right, into right. the field. Or hopefully not. Well, yeah, or hope, yeah. We, we don't never know. We don't know. Okay. We don't <laughs> Fair know. enough. Fair enough. We don't know. So it, it, it's now. Do am I saying that Kaku should be banned from MLS? No, no obviously no, not. no, no. Um, but at the same time, but I that think that guy shouldn't have been banned from matches. You're, yeah, you're right. I, I think you got a point where I, I completely agree with you, Nate. There, there's got to be a meeting in the middle. It, it's to, too yeah. much. The fan has to be protected more, and more than what they clearly were. Right, and it's not that the the player is getting protected less. Right. No. And I, I mean, I think I don't know if if a fan took a ball, you know, the ball gets kicked into the stands like and it does a lot, it? and throws it at a player. Can you imagine what the punishment would have been there? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think. And it wouldn't have hurt, right? I mean, because it would have been a toss. It would have probably bounced off his shoulder or whatever. Yeah. And you're talking about a professional athlete who's kicking a ball. Like, and he yeah. wasn't even, like, midfield kicking it in. He no. was really he close was right to there. the sideline. Yeah. Like, he was right there. Yeah. Like, I, that's, that's what, 25 yards? To, uh, I, I don't even think it was 10. Yeah. Like, it have, it, have I, we ever seen in baseball? It would be like in baseball if a, a player was – a bat, and he threw a bat into the into the stands at somebody. I mean, it's, just, it's the same type it's of the deal. Kind of it's stuff, the same type yeah. of deal. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they would get you know banned for ten or fifteen games in baseball because there's more games. Sure. But if a fan throws something on the field in a baseball game or jumps the, on the if field, if a ball goes out yeah. like as a foul ball over yeah. the top, and yeah. then they go around yeah. to the side and they pitch it in yeah. on the first yeah. baseman, yeah. try and hit him in the head. Yep. Out. Right. But if You're like yeah. that happens the other way, yeah, a baseball bat, like yeah. a solid chunk of wood gets thrown in. It did intentionally. Yeah. I, intentionally. Yeah, and then that guy's just out a couple games, yeah. but the other person never gets to come and appreciate their team for the rest of yeah. their life. And again, I, do we do we play the game of well, this is this is another reason why baseball has extended the the uh, netting way down the fall line yep. because of people getting hit in the head with baseball because of social media and being on their phones and whatever. Right. Yeah. Do we now say MLS has to have ex- nets? Have nets. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I mean Do we have to have absurd. nets. God, I hope not. I, no, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair either, but the conversation does come up when somebody gets hit in the head with a ball yeah. at a game and you go, well, we have to protect the fans, so we need to put nets up around it. You know, and I, I think so, I saw someone on social media bring up the point, well, Okay, this fan was okay, but now yeah. what would have happened if they weren't okay? Yep. You know, I mean, 
Well, that's what you have to ask, though, is because you have to always, like, yes, the person was fine, and thank God the person was fine, but you always have to parallel that thought with, oh, what if they weren't? Right. Yeah. Because then then you have to look at that scenario and say if they had actually get, gotten hit, then what is our response then? What right. if he had a kid? Or what if he had a kid? Like, I what mean, are all of these variables, and what if it happened in this way? And then our response is going to be this right now for the way it happened. Mm-hmm. But what if it happened all of these other ways? What would our response be then? Right. Is then judging based on what it could have been, based on what it was, was our response adequate? Right. And I don't think it really was. I, I don't think it was either. In my opinion, I think he should have gotten at least three or four games um, instead of two extra. Uh, but at the same time, I'm with you, Nate. I think that the guy that threw the beer in Atlanta shouldn't have been banned for life. Maybe banned for the season. I, yeah. think, I, think, I think it's honestly less of how they dealt with it on the player side of things and really how they've how things have been dealt with on the fan side of things. Right. It's more like if it's something stupid like that and maybe maybe I honestly don't know everything that happened there. There's there's always that aspect. Maybe what he said was racially charged and, and threw a mug down. Do and we that's know what why, happened to that guy after that's the match, why that guy Does anyone know what actually happened to him? Um my understanding is absolutely nothing happened. It was so that on. seems yeah. that seems odd to me. Like yeah. You know, clearly those two dudes were acting like idiots, and each of them need to be punished appropriately. Yeah, um, and I, I would say, you know, two matches is what I say fair, but I would definitely be in favor of punishing players for that. Like, you're a professional, like Nate said, you're a professional, you're a professional. athlete mm-hmm. at work. You're at, this right. is your job, right? Yep. You know, just like I don't get to yell at my customers when they're dumb. Yeah, right here. He got, so he got you know? two matches for that. Yeah. You got so two it was the standard one and, plus And Calvo two. gets one match for the, the double yellow, like the red that he gets. Right. Yeah. And and that's only one match. Because yeah. he, he that seems off. That doesn't seem right. right. I'm just saying that, yeah. like, that when you parallel those two actions to each other and the only difference is one game. Right. And, it, and that's the thing. You know, Calvo literally just mouthed off to the referee. Yeah, but he was doing things on the pitch against people on the pitch. Exactly right. right. Yeah. And that was on, like, he kept the game on the field. And, like, I don't like what happened there. I don't. Oh, right. Like, it, it yeah. frustrates me a lot. But that is still the game. That's why we love the game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's a part of the game. Right. It is. And so, but it stayed on the pitch. Right? Yeah, that's right. This left the pitch. Right. Yeah, this went in the This crowd. is different. It's different. And I said, like I said, it would have been different if he hit a young kid. I think he would have gotten more than two games for that. Right, but is that justifiable? Like, right, should, yeah. should we actually approach that by saying, like, okay, you hit you hit a full grown adult, yeah, but I and think, you're acting and you yourself as a as a player are acting like a child. But I right. think it's all about who it was and the circumstances. And there's all these variables involved, and it's it's and it, again, it sucks that it's, that's that way. Yeah, but there's no like set like. If MLS came out and said, if you hit anybody that stands with a ball and you meant to do it, yeah. it's five games, there it is. Great. Whatever. I'd live with that. But there's I'd no there's no rule for it. But, and and it, here's the other thing. Well, how do you also judge it? Yeah. Well, yeah. and it, how much of the fact that it was Kaku did it played into it? I mean, let's say it was... If Nani does it, too. Like, if, right? you or, know, if Rooney does that. or Let's like, say it was Rasmus Schuler. Well, would anyone? Right. Would it be worse? But since Probably. it's Kaku, yeah. Since it's you know a guy making a ton of money for New York Red Bull, yeah, yeah. Did that know. play into the fact that MLS is like, well, I don't, we don't want to 
we don't want to keep him off the pitch. I mean, yeah. Red Bull already only has like eleven thousand fans coming to the game. Well, right. I mean, like the whole conversation about like leaks protecting their high paid players. Like right. we could go into like everybody's deepest. Gonna do, yeah, we could go into a lot of things well, about right. that. One thing I do want to add about that about the Kaku incident was after the fact, seeing the Red Bull players checking on the fan after yes. yeah. was mm-hmm. such a class move by. Now, was, but yeah. what about Kaku's response? I mean, he was just like. He was like, I didn't do anything. Well, he, he, wanted to kick toward, he was trying to kick it towards the advertising there. That's what he said. Maybe it was a, maybe he didn't like the advertising. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he didn't like the brand. Good one, dude. Still not a good thing to do. I, I just, Sorry. I don't know. Well, then his shot was awful because that's way lower. Right, like, That yeah. sign yeah. on the side of the pitch is, yeah. like, down by the, the ground, man. Right. That's why you're not scoring as many goals. So, again, that's one of those things where there's a lot of opinions on it, uh, but we had to bring it up. Guys, we're gonna talk. We're gonna get off soccer now at the end of this podcast a little bit. Oh, thank God! Because uh, I want to bring up some zombie talk. <laughs> okay, Let's I can it. talk zombies. Because few we talked, episodes ago, a few episodes ago, we talked about zombies, and there was a listing of the best cities to be in if there's a zombie apocalypse. And I think Minneapolis is number eight. And Should be higher. It was about uh, the amount of uh, military around here and the food source. Oh, and and also the health. The health, because we had Mayo Clinic yeah. and yeah. And so, Wait, so the assumption is that all the doctors didn't already die? Right, yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is assuming that we've protected all the people that matter. Yeah, the they Mayo Clinic score. isn't going to save you. It's the people in the Mayo they Clinic. Gave it a, they gave it a score. Uh, I don't know how they scored it, but it was we, we were pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of medicine there. Okay. There are, there's a lot of things. We, we talk about in that pocket. There's a lot of things that we yeah, yeah. back and forth. But yeah. I saw a new thing now saying that uh, going uh, zombies in the northern uh, climate, especially Minnesota, would not be the greatest thing in the world because they would freeze, and then uh, dogs and other animals would eat them and become zombies themselves, and then you'd have another problem to deal with. Well, hold on. Now we have an issue of, like, what zombie world do we exist in? Like, which are we talking? Are we talking Dawn of the Dead? Are we talking, uh, like, which iteration... Of well, we talked about that too. I think the walking style doesn't conventional zombie but then wisdom the dogs dictate don't turn. that animals uh, can't. Like your dog well, yeah, can't yeah. get pneumonia from you. That's what Which I. That's, is, that's a good. That's point. what right, I right. looked at this point and I said, okay, well, dogs can't get it, but what about other? What, what about birds? I just. What I about, just. I don't. I don't. I think that's a dumb argument. Can to you make. imagine having very, like zombie crows? Yeah, because yeah, we know no, we no, crows we, would feed them. Yeah. We know that we no, like. That there's work. not many <laughs> interspecies diseases. Oh, I know. Yeah, right. right? There is. So Which is I why a dog can argument. eat a bottle of Percocet, and I can't. I don't think that's. A, I don't think that's a good. That's not. That's not valid to me. That's no. not. But oh, that was, because that a was, dog will get will become a zombie. That's so but dumb. It, it, that's, it, that's a good point because you know now my favorite zombie film is Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, bloody so. You got red on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I think, in my opinion, I don't recall, I've seen this movie multiple times, I don't recall animals contracting the disease. No, no we know that no, that's not possible. Because we use them to do things for us so because they right. won't get bit. Yeah, it's yeah, not that's possible. Right. It's not possible to transfer diseases so to that, animals. There is a, that is a good point. So they're living in a different zombie the, universe. The, the whole Reddit stream that I read, and it was a very long Reddit stream. After oh, this I bet out. it was. Oh, God. Right. And there was, very, there was a lot of arguments. <laughs> there was arguments about the whole, it doesn't transfer to animals. Other people saying, well, we don't know what kind of strain it is. We don't know. An animal could have started. It doesn't exist. We don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> but the big thing was, in northern climate, there is there is a possibility what, what that these things, would, these things would freeze up. 
And then we'd have problems because uh, some animals would come and uh, chew the flesh off and then become zombie animals themselves. I think I, have, I would be more concerned about the fact that they freeze up and they stay there. And then well, spring comes and they unthaw and they're that's still... My, that's, that was my yeah, big concern was exactly, exactly right, Sterling, because I said, yeah, they freeze up at the bottom of your driveway because it can't do snow banks and it's negative 50. But then springtime, what do you... How spring oh, clean up? You're not going to... Yeah, right. Do you, do you, you hold them in the trash? Do you hold them off the driveway? You're not plow during the zombie apocalypse. Well, Come you're on, you're not going to, like, go out and plow your driveway. Are you assuming that all the Mindot guys are dead at this point? No. Mindot well, will still Okay, Mindot fair enough. They've, they've, if they've, we're assuming all of the Mayo Clinic people are still alive. Yeah, Mindot's going to be part of Mindot has still going. They have never failed us. Mindot, those guys will be on the roads at 3 Have you seen the metro area? When we get, like, one Yeah, which is why they're the first to go, dude. No. They're in big trucks. They're plows. They just plow right through those guys. Ah, you got a good point. I think it's good if they freeze. What if the only people... and just pick them off as you go, right? What if the only people to survive the zombie apocalypse are <laughs> Great. Well, that'd be, That's even uh, better. Then we'd have zombies clearing the roads all the time. No, well, the zombies yeah. wouldn't. Be, they'd, they'd be clearing the roads of zombies for us. Exactly right. Yeah. I, I think Damn. I'd want to save the Mindot people. I actually yeah. feel like I have a new approach at the zombie apocalypse now, and my focus is Mindot. So yeah. would Mindot be number one now? I think Mindot Mindot's would be the number one. Mindot would be the safest doc- state to be Then Doctor's next. Yeah, then Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> we need roads cleared to Minnesota. We don't need well, Doctor's. Well, because we have at least a solid like six years before our health takes in downtown. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I, I think <laughs> something needs to be mentioned, though. One thing I don't like about Mindot is... <laughs> there, <laughs> this goes, <laughs> we just went there, from zombies to Mindot. There, there <laughs> issue with plowing driveways. Okay. Okay. Right. Now, I saw a video of Alaskan uh, snow plows. They have this guard that goes down uh-huh. that protects the driveway. Okay. Now, to me, if I want to save Mindot from the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. I want them to make sure that my driveway is left open so I can escape in it early no. and quickly fast. We don't want the, we want the snowbank, though. The snowbank stops the zombies, remember? But Yeah, but then if you have to get, get out quick, time. then it's going to slow you down. Exactly. Yeah. You could get stuck and in if anything, two-way street. If anything, if anything, what you do instead is you make sure that that, that backside of your driveway is open. Yeah, and then you ice your driveway because oh, exactly. yeah. so that you just can back out quick from your garage, hopefully, ideally, sure. with speed, and it just slide down, and you don't need to worry about stopping on the driveway at all. And, and they can't get up it, but you also don't have a snowdrift you have to deal with. That's right. And okay. so for me, unless they're gonna keep from plowing in my driveway, yes, I don't want Mindot tape. Well, now we're getting to the whole. We don't like Mindot. Let's not. Let's not. I'm not going to participate. Discourage Mindot. Yeah, I don't know. They're, uh, <laughs> I love Mindot. By I'm the way, to, to keep them on my driveway, I'm going to put the marbles down like they do in the cartoons, and they just slip over. Like, you know, toy cars, that, like what is toy car? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. What is your go-to uh, zombie film as far as like being that oh, one? Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Like, yeah, that, Shaun of the Dead. I mean, you me. said like, Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. Dead. Shaun of the Dead's great. Uh, what's the one where they're in the mall? That's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Well, I love that one too. Which one though? Are you talking about the the OG, the new one, the newer one okay. with? Uh, well, they're both in the mall. One's in Pennsylvania, one's not. Yeah, the one with. Uh, I went to the original Pennsylvania mall though. It's nice. like really close to my cousin. Really? Did you look around? Yeah. Like this is where I'd be. The they have. Game. They actually have. They have like um a really sad skinny like store that is like in honor of the fact. Oh, that, zombie one. Yeah. That fil- that the original film. It was should be bigger. Done there. It's really sad. I mean, it's really sad. That one, it's really long. It's like it's like if you walked into 
like a, like a Spencer uh, gift. Like a Hot Topic. Oh, really? You know how I, Hot Topics are super yeah. skinny? Yeah. They've had, Spencer's are wider. Spencer's always have, like, broad-looking stores. Yeah, that's true. Hot Topic always has this weird, like, you're walking down an alleyway that you wish you didn't. And you get to right, the end, right. there's all that weird And in crap. the end, you probably didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the new one has uh, Sarah Polly. It's got Ving Rhames. Yeah. It's got the guy from uh, Modern Family. He's in there. He's kind of the bad the dickhead guy who yep. screws all the chicks. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, he totally he was, he was, He's the guy with the boat. Yeah, yeah he's the guy with the boat. He just to have sex with all the girls. He actually yeah, videotapes himself having yeah, sex Yeah, he's trying to chicks. bang Sarah Polly yeah. that whole yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's in there. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a guy from a House of Cards in there. I, there's a lot of... It's actually a really good cast. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really great yeah. cast. It's a good but they also, going back to the dogs, they strap a bunch of shit. To that they do. Dog, they and it they up. use it as the way to communicate with yeah. the guy in the gun shop. Yeah, the guy in the gun shop. Back and forth. Favorite part of that movie, though, is when they're all on the roof and they got the guy in the gun shop and Bing Rames and they're putting up names of celebrities because they're, they're in LA. Shooting them in the crowd. Rosie O'Donnell. And he finds it or shoots Rosie O'Donnell. It's like, it's like uh, one, is, yeah. isn't one of them like. Uh, <laughs> Like uh, Jay Leno or something Jay like Leno, that. Jay Leno, I think it was Jerry Springer. Was Jay, Spr- Jerry, Jerry Springer. Springer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get up on my zombie flicks, yeah. man. You guys well, we've only talked about one and yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I, and obviously, Shaun of the I mean, Dead is Shaun of the Dead is a classic. Dude, I mean, those guys are geniuses, man. Yeah, they're yeah. so funny. Eight, what is it? Uh, uh, Days later, the Days Later series. Oh, uh, yeah. 28 Days 28 Later. 28 Days yeah, Later, yeah. That's, that's more like... Uh, crazy. That's, not to be confused yeah. with the Sandra Bullock film. That's what twenty-eight weeks or twenty-eight. I think it's twenty-eight weeks later. You're right. No, twenty-eight yeah. weeks later is also. Is it part right, of the whole yeah, game? It's twenty. It's twenty-eight, 28 weeks something. later. It's twenty-eight days later. Twenty-eight, 28 weeks, weeks later. later. I don't know about the Sandra Bullock film. Yeah. Um, it's something. I, yeah. There's a joke but they've, they've floating around the about, about you don't want to watch. Yeah. Somebody wanted to watch the Sandra Bullock film, and they accidentally watched the zombie film. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. It's. A, I think it's on a TV show. I keep waiting for Sandra Bullock to show up. No way. How do you confuse 28 days with 28 days later? Because I got it at Blockbuster and they don't put the pictures on the side. I appreciate those. Which has Jer- is, is it Jeremy Renner? There's somebody who's in 28 Weeks Later. It's like a major name actor. Oh, gosh. That is like, I remember watching it the other day and being like, whoa. Jimmy Renner's well. Jimmy Renner was a lot of stuff before he started doing yeah, Marvel stuff. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So there are some great uh, zombie films, but I think we can all agree that uh, if zombies ever came up to Minnesota, we have some deterrence. I think we're in a good spot. I think we're in a good spot. spot. We're a good spot. I mean, I'm, I always, I, being from Michigan, I always talked about the fact that in Michigan, it, uh, there's like this weird fact that if in any chosen direction, if you're standing in any place and you pick a line to walk in a straight line, you're no more than six miles from water. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I gotta believe that's gotta be pretty similar to in Minnesota, which yeah, you think I just think be. like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah. the Great Lakes too there, that's although, the place you want to be. Although but when it freezes. Then you hope that there's a bunch in the middle that weighs too much and they fall through. I hope right. so. My or angle, they just stay there and they or, melt through. Or that's, or that's a big thing that you do is you try to lure them out oh, during oh, the winter. Oh, yeah. 
in mass hordes there you go. on the Great Lakes. When yes. they're frozen, in or, when we they're chain cinder blocks to their legs and drive them out. To the and drop them Good idea. Good My idea. angle's gonna be skyways. That's where I'll be. Sky. That. But then you have to just have pollute the, the water system. Oh no. That's true. Because if they they get into the water system, does that strain then get into the water system every time you take a drink? Might. But if you're going, but if you're going at the Walking Dead, we already all have it anyways. Maybe we just pick yeah. a lake, so it doesn't it's matter. Yeah, though. right. I'll, I'll be on Lake Minnetonka on a big lake or a big island. I'll be partying yeah, there. Out you go. There. I just worry about the freezing underneath the snow thing because oh. of like I feel I feel as though once you get to that winter time frame, and there is that snow cover, you're not gonna be able to tell. It's gonna look peaceful out, and you're just gonna be out one day snowshoeing, or you know trying to get to some spot. Yeah, yeah. Which they never do in Walking oh. Dead, which is stupid. They're always like traipsing about, like just yeah. recently in the snow, like with like knee deep. Yeah. How many winters have they been through, and suddenly they're gonna film it, and they don't have snowshoes yet? Nate, blow my mind with all the zombie talk. Jiminy Christmas, I didn't think this well, would be going as crazy as. I was just thinking about this. What if you they, have they, a bunch of zombies in your yard? Deep. Yeah. And you get like 20 inches of snow. You cover the zombies. <laughs> yeah, you can't Can you tell. imagine all of a sudden, you know, March 10th comes along? Yeah, I would and the snow melts and you've got zombies all over. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, zombies become the new dog poop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch, out the for the, watch out for the landmines, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. about that one. Uh, so, so, great. great zombies out, guys. I love it. Uh, so I think we're, I think we we're good. We should move on to our trip. We should move on to our trip. We want to announce that right now. In two weeks, da 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 da, we'll be going to Chicago. Chicago. That's Woo. our uh, that's our uh, trip that we're going to go on. A surprise trip. We're going to be at Five Rabbits uh, Cerveceria. Correct. On uh, Saturday before the game, we're going to nice. do our podcast there. We're going to have some special guests. Don't know exactly who's going to be there yet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll see. It could be no one. Could be no one. Are you guys taking the bus down there, or are you going to drive? We're no, uh, he's driving. A couple of us are flying down there. Okay. Uh, so we're going down Thursday. We're going to go to the Cubs game on Friday because they're playing your Milwaukee Brewers. Yep. So we're going to hit that up, and then we're going to hit up the game, do the podcast, hit the game up on Saturday, fly back on Sunday. Uh, so we'll be down there, uh, Loons Against the Fire. Yep, and there's that there's that concert before the That's before the game, yep, at 4 o'clock. Is that the, the rock against racism? Rock against racism. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Cool. Hell yeah. So we got that going on. Uh, so again, we're doing, a, we're doing a podcast from Chicago. So get your tickets now if you want to. There are, will. there are plenty. Of, there are Sorry. plenty of tickets for the fire. Sorry, oh, I'm sure there will Sorry. be. Yeah. Sorry, fire people. It's not looking good for you. It's not good. Um, so with that said, Chicago coming up, uh, Madison in June. Uh, other than that... I think we're good. Yeah, we'll, we'll be... do have uh, some uh, final sponsor things to say. Because that's right, we, we do. Sponsors. We do, we do. I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, sponsor Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items to just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Well read. Yeah, thank you very much. It's very good. to. It feels nice to read sponsors. Right. 31 episodes in. Yes. So. Uh, I do want to thank Rob and Nate from Thunderwall for coming out. You guys have been yeah. great. 
Uh, again, uh, Prize Brewing here in Minneapolis. They have uh, graciously allowed us to come out here and do our podcast. They've been great. Uh, come out and get the pizza from Kassan uh, uh, Italian Bakery. Come out and uh, enjoy their beers. Come out anyways. Just come on and hang out. Uh, play their feather bowling for pizza. Yes. Yeah. Do that. Um, again, we're missing Dave Stevens, who's on assignment in New Zealand. Hopefully he finds a good player when he comes back. Yeah. I don't know. He might. Considering other New Zealanders, probably not. No, no, no. Uh, so for myself, uh, Tony Pervenanzi, for David Sterling from Prize Brewing, we'll see you in two weeks from Chicago, by the way. to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.